Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites, our mates at supercoachchampion.com.au, and our other friends at gummyfuel.com.au. Hit them up on Facebook and Instagram there to get your gummy fix. Bumps, we've had a couple of gummies over the weekend. It was a big one, okay? It's great to have you back, my friend. Well, a couple of gummies or a couple of kgs of gummies, Corey, uh, you know, e- either or. But, I mean, I've just realised I've started speaking without giving them the people what they really want, Corey, and that's a big old choo-choo! Yeah, the Bob's go. Express <laughs> is back, Corey. And, um, look, we'll probably have a few things to talk about, but the most important thing we'll talk about will obviously be round six, which is coming up. But before we do that, mate, where can listeners find us on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter uh, and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. I've just given up on dropping YouTube now, Bob, so I can fuck off this is a dog and he can get fucked as well. So, oh, how you feeling, my friend? What are we, Tuesday? We we are Tuesday, and I, for some reason, I thought today was like Monday. Um, I don't know, I just felt like it's been a bit slow. Yeah, just I don't know, I don't know what day it is after the weekend, but story for another pod. Might have to do a, just a R-rated <laughs> pod for the Patreons just to go through oh. And uh, yeah, well, that might be an idea. That might and probably would be even the highest rating pod, to be honest, Corey. Yeah, there you go. There's plenty, plenty out there. It's a good weekend in on all fronts. Super coach. Okay. How's uh, how's I'm now three and zero in my cash league, and you know how much absolute drama I've got, bombs. But uh, I dropped a twenty-two-one-two this weekend. Um, how did you go, my friend? Well, you know, just back where I belong, and that's back on top of you, Corey. Twenty-two fifty-nine for me, and you're winning all cashies, and I seem to be losing every single cash. That's actually cash incredible. Like we, I've we got the biggest fixture gate, and yeah, I've got the reverse fixture gate. Yeah. I've got an overall season rank of twenty-two sixty-six, <laughs> and I've lost. I'm, I'm virtually like don't even have a win in any cash leagues. <laughs> like, and, I'm, and I'm sitting twenty thousand. <laughs> and with a win in winning all of them, it's fine. And three and zero in my main one. Yeah, it's, actually it's, uh, it's it's an actual fixture gate, this fucking game. It's it's honestly, sometimes it's a fucking, like, it's a joke. Like, the one week I've got fucking Ridley injured, and then I go down to my opponent by, like, 50-odd points or something like that. So I've got a cop of 30 from Ridley, and it's just, fuck, it's just some sort of ridiculous shit, man, Absolutely honestly. Well, he wasn't even injured, and I'll tell you what, fuck the concussion. You know, I was all for it in the fucking preseason, but now that it's fucking decimated my back line for this week, I'm fucking filthy about it. Uh, it's actually, like... It's so handy. I'll potentially go four and zero by not having Ridley. Oh my god! You actual scum. You actual scum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! You do have Tommy Key, but yes, and we will get to that. So your trades this week, Bombs? What'd you do? Uh, The trades over the weekend. Yeah. Um, Now, just the one. It was just uh, Brockman down to Waterman. Um, obviously he didn't play and I just wanted a bit more money, uh, just sitting on me just so I could do a few moves this week, which, um, yeah, look like are all going to come to fruition, which is handy. Um, and I made the two, I went, um, I went Hickey, I went to Meek to Hickey, which on Saturday. Now, for those who don't know, that don't know the backstory, they weren't listening to, it was my Bucks weekend this weekend past. So I was out Friday and Saturday night, uh, having a quite a large one and, um, on Saturday, we went and played some golf with the boys and having a hit and, um, on the on the uh, v, you know on the busy a little bit early bombs out there. Just make sure we had our gummy fuel actually to provide us with some uh, nutritions to keep us hydrated from the night before. Now, on out on the golf course, I bought in Hickey this week. I, I didn't have Flynn, so Hickey was in. 
out there watching him, 85 at halftime, beautiful, getting ready to the boys, getting ready to come out and, and meet everyone else at a, a nice little right. Did you say Hickey was on 85 at halftime? 85 at halftime, yep. Was he actually? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so um, had Hickey there, was, uh, you know, on cloud nine, letting everyone know about it. Now, I hadn't tuned in after halftime, had not seen a thing, obviously went out... I walk into Brett, where we, the venue we're at. I walk into Brett, and I'm like, how good's Hickey, bro? And he's like, he's done his knee. I'm like, fuck off, he's done his knee. He's like, bro, he's done his <laughs> knee. So I hopped onto the app and seen he finished on 91. Oh, was... 87 scaled down. Oh, there you course. go, scaled down. Um, so I, you know I was as flat as a tack. We didn't talk a single thing about Hickey. And um, do you know that um, I was in the uh, – well, you know, I said on the program last week, Friday night, we'd sit in with the listeners. We had about 10 people in there. And um, I actually condoned um, people, and a couple of them, Funder, one of them, um, Crispy, another one, and there might have been one or two others. I'm not too sure. But I was all for bringing in Tom Hickey because people are like, you know, all this ruck bench shit. And I go, look, if Flynn's not a laid in, just keep Flynn on your bench and just get meek up to yep. fucking, um, get meek up to Hickey. Just and then done. I thought, you know, by the time Flynn maxes and Hickey maxes, you could just, you know, one up, one down, and you can get in your premium ruck. Like, and they were like, yeah, you know what, Bomb's fucking great idea. And then um, I honestly didn't know he was on that many points at half time. I, I yeah, did watch quiet. the first half. It didn't even look like he was doing fucking that much, to be honest. But I was probably under the influence a fair bit at that stage too. And um, and then I run into old mate Yev, and um, and he goes to me. You're going to cop it this week. Because I was talking about how, you know, I was telling everyone to get in Hickey. And he goes, mate, Hickey's gone down with his knee. And I'm like, nah. And then you know what he goes to me? He goes, Corey brought him in and I just fucking sculled my drink. <laughs> Great way to celebrate I'm it. so happy to hear that you got him in and fucking he done his knee. Because fuck uh, you, that's why. My next one to make sure I got the win on Sunday, I was always Clark to the Conning to avoid the zero and to get the W. The Clark to the Conning? Yeah. Why? Uh, what? What donut were you running? Two hundred k in the bank. I still had Sharp down there, Sharp and Highmore. So Clark obviously out, which I didn't oh, know so, about. Right. Yeah, so I done that to get the ring and back some cash for this week. So you did that on the Sunday, did you? Yeah, yeah, as yeah. absolutely as flat as anyone could be. Like, uh, no, hit points were on one Sunday at some stage. So it, uh, yeah. Looking He's back, I don't debut. know if it was the smartest idea. Yeah, he was on debut. Probably wasn't the smartest idea, but I was in really. We do say don't drink in Supercoach Bombs. Supercoaching yeah. under the influence, not a Are great you idea. drinking Sunday morning? Oh, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> and if you weren't, you are still lingering from the night <laughs> I was before. Say, it just depends what time you which, which, to be fair, you weren't sighted after 2 p.m., yeah. uh, 2 a.m., so... and, and we've rocked up to the next establishment. This is a true story. We've rocked up to the next establishment, and we're going, where's Corey? And we've walked in. All we've seen is uh, is old mate LW, old mate uh, Smith, and, uh, and old mate Fogues. And so we've walked in and we go, mate, where the fuck's everyone else? They go, we got no idea. Corey's walked in. He's walked out five minutes later. We got no idea where he's ended up. And we're just like, oh, well, fucking all right then. <laughs> Can confirm I was asleep in the lobby. So. <laughs> what? Yeah. Back, in, back at the what? room. Went back and didn't have a key. So I was asleep <laughs> in the lobby. You're an actual dumb gun, honestly, yeah. bro. You're an, that's pretty funny. There you go. Um, it had Danaher go on the weekend, Bob, so I didn't get to see that. Oh, well, 120. Oh, Corey. Um, didn't everyone trade that guy out? 
Yeah, probably uh, stupidly. Um, obviously, yeah, I mean, Jesus, Corey, I mean, what do you say to that? Um, I mean, particularly against Essendon, I mean, you couldn't have been that stupid to train him out against a team like Essendon. And you know what was most impressive? That was a wet weather game, and he'd done that in wet weather. So he's got Carlton this week. He'll probably kick 19 on Carlton. Well, maybe eight goals, 11, probably more accurately. But um, he'll get he'll get to 400. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that now, particularly after that, you know, 120 now in his score and his break-even down to 29. And all he needs is about an 80 this week, and that break-even will go down even further. Just keeps... Putting out hundreds, I reckon, from here on in. Probably top six as well. Um, a good good little text off off air before, too. I don't know how much uh, we're allowed to disclose this, but obviously Brett and I held Dangerfield, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Brett having a bit of a whinge. Who did he say he was bringing in this week, Bombs? Who did Brett say he was bringing in? Yeah, for Dangerfield. What, this was in our chart? Yeah, yeah, the number one scoring forward. Oh, oh fucking Zeeble. Yeah. <laughs> He fucking, yeah, he did mention that. Fuck, he's dumb, that guy, honestly. He's fucking stupid. So good. So good. Um, before we touch on it, you, Campbell, look, I think 53, you still give him another chance. Same with Gould and Bragg, even a 51. Um, I think you just ride these for the week, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll kick yourself again. I was talking to one of the Patreon members earlier today, and they were saying, who was it? Who They traded out someone early, and they were filthy about it. So just be careful. I think maybe it was Danaher. Just be careful with what you're doing. Don't be going and growing these players a little bit too early. They're, they're worth a look. At worst, Campbell comes out and drops another you know, 40-odd, drops 3K, move him next week when his break-even's ridiculously high. Give them the chance that they deserve. Um, until something's ready, unless you desperately need one up, one down, and that's when you kind of start looking at making those trades. But how you going, trade-wise, Bombs? Can I just say, Campbell, you know, in his three-game, you know, rolling average or whatever, the game from three games ago is 29. So if he's break-even this week, right, is 53. If he scores, you know, a 50, his break-even's going, you know, down. And then, you know, once he loses kind of the 39, you just got to wait for these small scores to kind of get out of your system. So don't be stupid and trading someone like Campbell. I mean, unless he comes out and it's another sub kind of 40 score, then, you know, I'm going to be all for it next week. But just at the moment, it's it's not worth it. Um, I've got uh, 24 trades and about 160 in the bank. Yep. Uh, and I already made my two trades because I was just having to play around with Dangerfield before. So I might reverse that. Uh, just to see what I've got. I've got 24 trades and 240 in the bank. So, um, yeah, but I've got to go get Grundy this week. Which is, yeah, I can you, do straight trade. Probably... I can go straight hickey to Grundy, but I think I've got to, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, the Bubble Boys bombs. We've got Lockie Jones from Port Adelaide, 139k defender with a negative 48 break even, scores of 61 and 69. Nine, uh, Bo McCreary from the Pies, 117k forward with a negative 45 break-in, 58-56 in the system. Louis Young, which was one that surprised me because he, what well, did he play a little bit earlier and then pop back, uh, pop back up? Negative 22, 199k defender. They're probably one you don't really want to be looking at there with an 80 and 58. Um, what uh, McRae debuted for a 40 odd on the weekend. Uh, I think there was someone else that I haven't written down here. Might be some a someone? very good 40, mind you, Corey. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they're, they're always good ones to watch. Um, he had 18, didn't he? He had 18, 12 in the last quarter. And, um, I mean, he obviously made a few blues kind of with the pill, but uh, if that last quarter was anything to go by, um, and we'll probably end up speaking about it later in, in trade talk, but 
half even contemplating grabbing him this week. Because I've just got so much confidence after that, particularly that last quarter. Yeah, and you know, Pies have to bleed youth. Plenty of injuries popping mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. They'll be probably handy for not wins, but uh, a lot of players playing this this week. Are you having a look at any of them? No, no. There's a um, Mansell. Is it from Richmond? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to fucking bother going anywhere near him. Um, and that's I reckon. Was that the only one you missed? I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Are you More going Jones though? Oh, Jones is like an absolute must. Like, yep. uh, you got this carnage in the back line. A lot of teams are going to lose Ridley. So if you're not moving, particularly one of your donut guys, whether it's Highmore, Sharp, Jordan Clark, if, you, if you've got any one of those and you're not moving one of those to fucking um, Jones, whether it's to cover donuts or just to get some bench security, because I'm more than comfortable fielding him on field uh, on any given week. So, yeah, by all means, he needs to come in. You're assuming that if you've got... Um... Clark still, like most would, that Dangerfield probably, if Dangerfield's out, Clark's probably like for like for him. Um, Highmore really probably, hoping. Yeah. yeah, Highmore probably a good chance to come back into the team this week with Webster going out as well. Well, every time St Kilda have lost, they've they've lost with an, an average losing margin with Highmore not in the team this year, 79.5 points now, Corey. <laughs> and, well, let's face it's it, just facts. If, if Highmore isn't in now when Webster's going out after the game he played on the weekend and the Magoos as well, he's probably... When will he play, yeah. Exactly. So, um, but no, you're right there. Look, correct him. Lockie Jones is a great one. I'll be picking him up this week. Um which before I had a bit of a play with even a bigger war chest ended up with almost 500k in the bank. So, again, talking about Can I just say, you know, I spoke about fixture gate in, um, you know, in head-to-head games and stuff. But the fucking fixture gate for these loophole options and the fucking captain loophole when we've had Highmore scoring, you know, not playing at all, it's been fucking shocking. And then I look at it this week and I'm like, well, good, you know. Bring Tommy Highmore back because, you know what, Ridley's out. That's fucking fantastic. So, you know what, Highmore is the last game of the week. So, surely I'm going to be able to loophole someone into fucking Highmore. And when I look at my defenders, I look at Nick fucking Cox there, Corey, and I'm thinking, beautiful, Cox into Highmore. Oh, wait a minute, I can't do that because my donut would be Ridley who plays in the same fucking team as Cox. So, it's, it's just been a shit fuck of a year for any sort of loophole options. How about the loophole on the weekend? Majority of teams out there, I reckon, would have VC'd fucking Jackson McRae. Yep. 146, no fucking worries. Let's go take it. Everyone would have used fucking Jordan Clark the fucking following day. Oh, no. Announced there's a fucking injury sub. So anyone in their right mind wouldn't have fucking, uh, you know, gone with that risk. And albeit, Gorney scored 172, so we're all up, you know, 26 points on that. But we've just been these these little loophole type things that we, I reckon we used to have in and just fixtures, they're just fucking with us all year at the moment. Just absolutely. I'm not fucking happy with it. it. If you can't fucking hear it in your voice, I'm not happy about it. Shouldn't have to say it, but I will say it. You hold Jordan Ridley this week for anyone that was thinking about moving him sideways. Uh, cool, the yeah, the bombs, you know there's people out there that'll do it. Especially the overalls. The overallers. Like, they'll, they'll probably be like, yeah, I'll move you out this week, move him back next week. Yeah. Thoughts on thoughts on a lot of there's been a lot of uh, chat in the community that everyone's trading too hard too early. What is, what's your thoughts on that? Um, no, I, I honestly I totally disagree because I think when, honestly when you look at teams and I I feel like I've done a lot of sideways a lot of move in for nothing, but I've got twenty four trades and um, about eleven upgrades required in my team if that. So I need I need two defenders, um, five midfielders, and potentially four forwards. I don't know how that works. How many numbers is that? 
five, four, two, eleven. So eleven and twenty-four. That's fucking tons, considering all the big money makers have not been moved at the moment. So no, no, no. We're absolutely flying through this year, and and people can say what they want. Oh, we're just getting too happy trading because we had extra trades last year. That'd be fucking stupid, honestly. Coming out of buys, I reckon most of the most of the time I, I work out my team, Corey. Coming out of the buys, I reckon I've got, I reckon six to seven trades left, and my team's virtually done. And uh, I reckon I'm virtually on track to complete that again. Uh, yeah, same. And I had that kind of same play with you after I made my trades. I kind of figured it out. I had a, a war chest of about 500k with about 10 plays to upgrade. I was like, fuck, 22 trades, 500k in the bank, 10 plays to get it. It's not, it's not the worst situation and to be in, is it? You know what the thing is? Like, Zeeble, yeah, is a keeper. as we speak, is top six. Like, yeah. So you don't need to worry about that. Um, Imp is borderlining on being top six as well. Because um, there's not many forwards that are fucking lighting it up. Yeah. I mean, aside from Dunkley and the obvious one in Martin, but when Danger's playing, he's getting injured and he's not scoring great. Fucking, uh, you know, Sidebottom's tracking along, but he's not fucking producing huge numbers either, is he? Yeah. Zorko's just steadily putting out his scores as well. It's And these were the guys that were considering, oh, you know, I probably haven't even, do we even say the word Dunkley? Then we probably didn't even say the word no, Dunkley. You, but you started with it, but yeah. I started with Dunkley, but yeah. my God. But, um, Toby Green's probably like the next best of the lot, yeah. but he's averaging the exact same of, as Jarman Impey at this point. And after that, it's it's thin pickings. There's there's not many averaging 100. Bro, Marshall can't even get on the fucking field. Literally. Yeah. Butters is out for 10 weeks. He was the other forward averaging 100. You ready I for mean, who am I? Come on, go for it. Who am I? Pay for a bottom 10 side. Whatever, guess. I don't have the ladder on me, but Jack Zebel. Close enough, but um, I'm top five of my line. Uh, German MP. Nope. Three scores of 120 plus on the season, with one of them being 140 plus. Fuck, now I'm stumped. Play on. The lowest score has been sub 89, only one below 100, which is 89 below. Oh, looks like I'm missing someone here, Corey. I'm getting excited for this. I think, you've, I think I sucked you in when I said close enough to Z before. I think you stuck yeah, in the same I, I, line. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a forward, so I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, no, no, I'm still done at the moment. Ian Bonfer's love child. Who are you? I'm Sam Walsh. Are you actually? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, Sammy, Sammy Walsh. Couldn't believe you You know what the problem is, Corey? Well, you said bottom 10 team. Yeah. And in my, I mean my, you know, thorough opinion, I would have thought Carlton are a bottom three team. Yep. So it just it just threw me off. I didn't realise I was that high on the ladder. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know how high you are, but I meant like you're part. You're in that. No, no, not you're saying. And I think what I said doesn't even make sense. But, nah, um, that's all right. I understood what you meant. Um. Yeah, but Sammy Walsh, mate, is this is is he the one? Like, is it the 115? Is that just is that that par for that we're going to get for the for the years? Is he just one of the safest midfielders, probably behind McCray and Oliver at the moment? You know my thoughts and on him in the season, and everyone would know my thoughts on him. And um, for whatever reason, I just I still haven't ended up with him, and I don't know how. You know, in in the first week when I went, when I moved Danger on, I, I went Danger to Dusty instead of Danger to Walsh. And, um, you know, just little things like even this week, I'm looking at a midfielder bringing in. I'm just like fucking, you know, Walsh is there, but I'm like, Clary for an extra 25 grand. Like, surely I've got to pick Clary, but 
while she's out averaging him. Like, for some reason, it's just going to, I reckon it's going to be one of these picks that I just keep putting off, and each time I put it off, I'm just going to be like, why, why do I keep doing it? So you say it all year. I just think at that price, what is he, 564 off the top of my head? Uh, had him my team 568. Yeah, 568. Probably the cheapest we're going to pay for him for a while. You might yeah, get one I mean, more week of about this. Yeah, his break even is a flat hundred. So I I was doing a bit of mathematics earlier, Corey, and um, the plan is essentially that uh, Oliver this week, Walsh next week is is how I'm going to work out my couple of trades just to fix up and get some more depth into that midfield, so I can stop fielding fucks like Sam Berry, Corey. Yep. Um, so that's how I'm, you know that's that's what's in the works. But um, you know, I was the biggest encourager for people to start the season with him. Obviously, he's, he's been my boy before even he's even played a game of football. And um, it's just disappointing that I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't gone out and, and grabbed him. You know what I mean? Like real early. What is it? What is it that it's setting him apart from, you know, because there's a lot of people that went Crips, obviously, at that price. But but how, why is he now Carlton's number one midfielder? Because he's the best player in the team. But I'll tell you, you know, the one reason why there's hesitancy, and it's always in the back of my mind, and I won't reference negativity I hear about Walsh from certain individuals um, in certain group chats, Corey. But um, I'm waiting for the day for him to get tagged. And to be honest, I want to see how he reacts to that. Because say this week, because those numbers are good, but they're all untagged numbers. They're just like, whatever. Now, the Oak Carlton's fixtures, they don't really have a tagger per se coming up in the next week. So you're going to be right. But I think at some point, and it has to happen at some point, that someone's going to go and be accountable to him. Because Crips isn't in any sort of fucking form, and they've got no one else in any sort of fucking form. So why not send it to the one guy who can actually, um, you know, find and, and do something on the field at the moment? And I'm actually a little nervous about that. And I think at the back of my mind, I'm waiting to see how he reacts to that before I'm like, yeah, I'll grab him. But... Fucking why not just grab him? You know, he's going to fucking run any Tom, Dick and Harry off his legs, isn't he? Oh, I assume so. He's just an elite runner. Like elite. He's a very fucking good footballer, Corey. Yeah. Anyone wants he's to so bring him in, go for it. it too. But... Like, he's so good at using it. Or kicking a bit suspect. <sighs> but um, he gets it enough that it's not really that much of an issue. I can't believe that, like, and it's the same thing. It's the Clayton Oliver effect. Like, you know, the, what, third year now coming into it. Like, it's just the long term. Next year, McRae, Oliver, Walsh. I mean, we can talk about next year all we kind of want, can't we, Corey? Yeah. But, um, fuck me. I mean, he, he doesn't miss games, does he? He hasn't missed a game in his career to this point. He's averaging 115 at the moment. It's not like you're paying over 600. He's only 568. Is that your most... If you had Dangerfield, I know you don't, there's not a lot of people do, but if, if you did, yeah. Dangerfield's being moved, or you're going up, one down. So you're obviously Clary. A lot of people have Clary. Was it Clary, Walsh? What I about think the there's an order. I what think there's an like order. Bont it goes... And Zach Merritt and things like that. No, so for me, the order goes McRae, Steele, Oliver, Walsh. In that order. And then you can throw in your other players like your Merritts and your Bonts and that kind of stuff. Merritt gets the ball fucking 30 times a game, but fucking struggles to walk over the 100-point mark. 
two other questions. Speaking of that, exact same theory. Tom Mitchell, where'd you head out with that? Well, I haven't mentioned him in that entire discussion, have I? So yeah. you got him? Do you have him, or did no, you miss no. him? Yeah, I know Brett's got him because Brett yeah, we were good. talking Fuck about Brett. it the other day. Should Tom Mitchell worry? Oh, Tom Mitchell worried. Should Tom Mitchell owners be worried? I don't know if worried is the right word, but I think he's certainly down on what they would have um, anticipated. And he's not down in terms of how much he's touching the pill. He's down on his output, to be honest. And he's cheap. He's very, very cheap. Is like, it just the scoring chains that are going to hurt him? Yeah, quite potentially. Um, but, like, you look at those scores of his and you kind of like you, – you want other options at this point in time. Because if he comes out on the weekend and – um, you know, they've got Adelaide, so he's going to, kind of going to get a free run at it. <coughs> and if he's not able to put 120 on the board, I think alarm bells then start to kind of ring. And I didn't really want to bring him up, but I'm going to. He's Lockie Locking Neal. You. What would be your confidence oh, fuck, I'm happy. a player I'm, like Lockie Neal? I am happy I fucking held him now, Corey, after that on the weekend. Well, the interesting thing with Lockie is, so his break-even's 100, so you don't need to do it this week. But I'll tell you what, he comes out with a 130 next week. I'd be getting him as soon as humanly possible, to be how, honest. Now, where, how does how does one player become be that hindered by injury and then all of a sudden in a week without a rest think that everything's all right? Is it Was it just a match-up thing that... Maybe they didn't put as much time into him as other teams had, didn't put as much pressure on him. You know, they were that... What what was it? I I reckon... He actually trained, from what I understand, actually, um, before the Essendon game. And that was the first time he's trained, actually, in multiple weeks. So maybe how hindered he was was um, obviously affecting his ability to train. So he wasn't doing it. And now that he's actually got the ability to train, potentially means match day he's feeling a little better. I reckon we saw, though, and I, I touched on it last week, that second half, and he, he ended up racking 27 or 28, not the game against Essendon, the one before. I thought that was a bit of a turning point. I, like, I started to see like a lot of the stuff that Lockie Neal kind of usually done. I reckon the wet weather probably helped him a bit as well, to be honest, because the wet weather probably would have slowed things down and made him more, con- you know, more contested, more kind of, you know, inside work because he doesn't have great speed. And we're coming into now a period of the year where we're probably going to get a little more wet weather. And I think, you know, if people who watch a lot of football, they, they're probably seeing that games have now become a lot more defensively than what we saw in the first two weeks. There's a lot less scoring and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you held all this way, fucking fantastic, because you'd be pretty happy about that. And um, I reckon he drops 120, 130 next week. You'd, you want to be getting him at, at 600, I would have thought. So you've heard your first, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't have Lockie Neal, or if you're a Lockie Neal trader, put him back on your watch list. 100%. How's your watch list looking? Um, well, it's got um, Walsh, it's got Oliver, it's got Tom Mitchell, and it's got Steel fucking Simon Bonham, Corey. You're bit, Steel. You, this name comes up every week with you. It's Yeah, it's actually happening. Um, <laughs> No, I promise you, next week, next week's where he's coming in because his break even is 116. Um, and it's just the fact that I probably want Clary instead of Clayton this week. It just makes more sense. You're bringing in um, a lot of players into your team next week, Mums. Well, who am I bringing in next week? Oh, uh, Walsh. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot about Walsh. Maybe I'm not bringing in side bottom <laughs> next week. It might be the week after I'm bringing in side bottom then. But, um, yeah, no, look, it just depends on the financials because side bottom is 492 at the moment, break even of uh, top of my head, 92, I think it is. No, 116. 
Yeah. Uh, 92 might have been what he scored on the weekend. Um, yep. Fucking, and he done sweet fuck all, I felt, against West Coast. And I'll tell you what, 492, if you're not considering something, you know, to do with, uh, you know, potentially only 100 grand and getting steel side bottom in, then uh, then I don't know if you're doing super coach right. I, I reckon what happens if it's a 60 this week? Oh, then my whole attitude's going to probably change. With <laughs> I mean, probably not even going to want to bring him in at all, let alone uh, wait for him to decrease. But in saying that, if he scores 60 this week, he's probably going down to 400 flat. And then it's kind of like you're just buying for the sake of buying him. I would have thought of 400. How can you turn that down? Got to love those ones. Um, all right, you want to jump across the potty questions? I'll probably need to open the stream, but go for it. We got Frogger kickstarting us off. We know Bombs would only risk it for the biscuit. I said biscuit, then brisket. But is there a spot for Big Joe? Joe oh, Joe, Joe D. Fuck. Could have been Joey D. Not locking that. Big Joe D. One shelf down in the pallet smoker of Bombs' heart. Well, more importantly, I think he's in my. He's a part of my ever growing circle. So um, we had to knock down one of the, the rooms in the house to fit everyone in. For the circle of love too in here, Bob. Um, Frogger wants to know Phillips and Berry to Oliver and Al Jones via Laird, or stick with Phillips and find another way. Campbell and Warner. It's Phillips, Tom Phillips. Yeah, Phillips is Tom Phillips. Uh, what's his current price? Uh, Three eighty-eight, I think. <laughs> Fuck. High score of 90 this year. Um, I feel sorry for you because I yep. thought you were shooing round one to win that bet, but you might be in a bit of trouble here, Corey. Yeah, bad. Um, no, 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 just. Fuck Tom Phillips off because, to be fair, like I'd almost rather Chad Warner be fielded over Tom Phillips. So, if, you know, if the only other sort of move you're looking at is potentially someone like a Chad Warner, I reckon, you know, Warner in a head-to-head each week has probably got Tom Phillips covered. Before I heard anything about this Dangerfield news, uh, Phillips was gone. Phillips was yeah. going to Jones for me. Yeah. Via a lot of DPP. Yeah. DPP is always handy. Yep. Like DPP moves. Pepperoni. We had a chat with Pepperoni the other day for the first time. Oh, my God. How clogged did his arteries sound, Corey? <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, he was a good bloke. Um, yeah, did he sound, like, like, he they, sound like a fucking pizza. They didn't, they didn't sound too bad. Uh, <laughs> had a bit of thunder in his voice about him. Oh, no. Oh, fuck's sake. But not that he's young. Got a bit of, he's not another stepbrother, is he? Nah, 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 nah. He's a good man, Pep. Uh, always on the program and wonderful advice. I'm thinking two down this week to Jones and maybe McCreary to bank some dosh, and they look like they have good job security. But also think it might be worth. Um, I think it might be the week to get Neil in with one up, one down. What's the priority? I don't mind if you want to go one up, one down, and then McCray next week. Yeah, I, I think I'm avoiding McCreary because um, more so I just got him Waterman and then there's McCray yeah, next week. Yeah, even talk about so, Waterman. And it's the role too. You don't want too many players in that role. Like, you know Waterman's not going anywhere, but it's the role. It was the reason I missed it last week is because I didn't want that role of the forward pocket in there. You know, that potential yeah. slow burn. Um, and you know what? For what, he, for what his output was on the weekend... I thought he was fucking pretty stiff in terms of super coach points as well. But um, he is. He's just kind of that pressure forward. I don't think he's moving now. I think he's got very, very good job security, to be honest. I think his job security is actually better than Waterman. But um, I'm not going to bring him in just on the basis that um, I know I'm going to get McRae next week. So why not just take another price rise out of, you know, whoever I was going to sort of do this week. I think your downgrade bloke this week is is Jones. And so if you got one up, one down, you get Jones in and then you're um, – 
you work out, you know, what you can do with the other track. Look, still saying that, I don't mind it if you want to go double down this week, then McRae as well next week, and, you know, just keep yeah. that, that kitty staying there. McCreary's good, bro. And, like, it's, sorry, that's probably a little bit of an over-exaggeration, but you know he's not going anywhere. Like, he's definitely not going anywhere. There's 100%. a lot of, um... Ford there's pressure. a lot of... Yeah, but... So, you want to... So, if you go double down this week, one down next week, and one up next week, like... I feel like this is the right time to get two premiums in, not one. Because I, you look at the look at the price of a lot of them. This is yeah, the time to move on them. But the other thing is too, think of the players that are that we're not going on as well. So Chad Warner, Goulden, Campbell Tullis, Yeah, but we're not extent. contemplating. I mean, who's contemplating Yeah, but in two to, in two to three weeks, they, a couple of those players are gonna be ready to go. Rowe, yeah, yeah, Jordan, yeah. Berry, Scott. And then your next wave of premiums who have bottomed out and the guys you want to get in. Get but that's why I'm saying that they're grabbing the players that are playing now is not the worst idea. Because you've got you to hope that then we start getting rookies. There's been a lot of debutants this year. Yeah, no, nah, no, I'm... I think you should be getting two in the next two weeks, not one. Otherwise, I think you're moving too slow because I think there's too much value. Like, and I know people are going, oh, Sidebottom, you know, he hasn't scored a lot this year, but Sidebottom's going to be like around about that 100 kind of average. Okay, don't worry about that. And he's sub 500. He's fucking value. Clayton Oliver is fucking value. Um, You look at Zach Merritt, he's fucking value. Even someone like Dustin Martin, like for whatever reason, if you don't have him, like, he is value. There is a lot of value kind of picks there at the moment, the and they're all sort too. of at the bottom of if their you don't prices. Have, if you don't have Ridley, about to become a value pick. 100%. I mean, Walsh Dangerfield, when he's buy. back. I mean, it's, it'll be a little bit further down the track, but when he's back. 100%. 100%. There is a, a lot. I just think it's the right time to start moving because you're not bringing all of them in. So if you didn't start with fucking Oliver, right, you're going to want Oliver. But if you did start with Oliver, even blokes like Jack Steele and McRae, who you might feel like, yeah, they're sort of they're pricey because they're 650K, but fuck do they get it done week after week. Yeah, don't forget. Jack and that's probably Steele. killing you by not having them. Well, and Jack Steele you know what I mean? that fucking big score to come out very shortly as well to 150. 132, yeah, like Jack Steele, yeah. Yeah, so... He's probably the one that you can probably wait on. But that's what I'm saying. So see when you see when you said before, you know, Warner's kind of got like another couple of weeks. That's what I'm saying. So if you buy the guys now that are there, your Olivers and, you know, potentially your Merits and these and your Walshers, these kind of guys, right? Because in a couple of weeks, players like your Steels, your Caleb Daniels even. But then your what fucking if you don't have the downgrade to... options then too? Like then you're downgrading you, you, you will. as well. You, you literally just will. <laughs> It just how many weeks actually fucking bypass in a super coach here where you actually just don't have the options? You're gonna move early on someone like fucking McCreary to to trade out who? But you're not moving early. No, no, but you're moving you're moving one of these other guys, whether it's whether it's a Campbell or a Golden. Oh or, yeah, but his no. question is he's doing that already. Or you you sorry, were you saying just do the one trade this week? I'm saying like do the one downgrade. Go get Jones and then ah, fucking spend the money on gosh. your other trade to get an upgrade. Don't get the two rookies. Yeah. Go one up, one down over the next two weeks. Yeah, I think you just have to see how your teams play out this weekend as well before we start arguing too much about that. Um, but yeah, uh, Marty Beveridge, we already, I already answered this question. It was just had to do after bonus trades last year of people going too hard and trading too much. Um, the Garb question for Corey doesn't often to, doesn't happen to often on here. Uh, what are your ruck plans? Uh, well, luckily I got myself a little bit of a kitty last week, so I can go hickey straight to Grundy this week, which is pretty freaking handy. Um, but I suppose there's probably people who have Meek and what Meek and 
there's no way people are still running a zero, but Meek and Tracy or something, you've got to start getting a kitty, I think, and, and look at getting Grundy in. There's not too many other stepping stones around there. I don't want to see players' names like um, like Mumford. Did you see people last week that were talking about trading no, Shane Mumford? And like, like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, what, Mumford and Flynn, then, you, you know, you've got the rolling there, but not really worth it. Um, I mean, but, you have to go Grundy and Gorn, like... So obvious. Yeah. yeah. There's one player, and it's not even a stepping stone, because if you get this guy, you just fucking get him, and then if you have extra trades at round 20, then you fuck him off and deal with him then. But Riley O'Brien is back in some fucking form. Big Rob. Still 5.30, but like, I, I think... No, no, but he had a mar to start... You know, he went back-to-back 50s to start the year, and he's gone ton, ton, ton. Yeah, but what my argument's going to be is I think if you can almost get yourself to Riley O'Brien you can get yourself to Grundy it's still another 130k on top so you might not be able to because if you've got fuck all in the bank and you've got Tom Hickey I'm not going to lie fucking a lot of my trade last week with Clark going out revolved around the fact that I knew I had to try and get Grundy this week for Hickey so you've got to tell you, see, so you've been able to build the money in the bank. Yeah. So people who might be holding on to Clark might be able to go Clark down to Jones. That pocket's 150. You put that 150 on Hickey, you're still 80K short of Grundy. So if you don't have 80K in the bank, you actually, and Jordan Clark's probably the most obvious guy you can move <laughs> and the most just, expensive guy you can move. Better just cross your fingers and hope the fucking Flint's named. Yeah, because yeah. you won't have a $380,000 guy to trade down to fucking. Um, to to Jones from Port Adelaide. Gab, Gab, at me on Friday night. What am I doing Friday? Fucking hopefully nothing. At me on Friday night, my friend, and we'll have a chat once. Uh, we'll jump into the, the Patreon chat and have a chat in there once uh, we know what's going on. Yort, hey boys, with Rids going down and Highmore on my backline starting to look thin, uh, is it too early to start downgrading rookies and bank cash or should I just leave them to make a little more before moving than IE Campbell? Row Jones always, uh, as always, enjoy the pod and the banter. Y- you can't move players early. I mean, if you've got a zero, then you've got no fucking choice. But look, like you said, if Homer is a name this week, what are the odds he actually comes back into not the playing. team? He's not playing again. He's not named. Yeah, and I think that's a um, that's something that needs to be taken into consideration. Um, so if Heimel's not named this weekend, I think you just do him to Jones, to be honest. It'll cost you 20, 30K, but you just pay it. Um, and if he is named, then you don't have to worry about having the donut. So just let teams kind of um, decide or dictate what eventually happens in that space. Uh, 4C Able. Uh, well, it's no question for Corey. Weekend highlights. Um, we'll have a chat off here about that. Uh Good old Abel. Um, and still haven't lost the league game. Good on you, mate. I think. Is, what, is he in one of our leagues? Fuck, I don't know. I can't even keep up with it. Who the fuck knows, Corey? Oh, I know that bloke. I mean, he's he's unstable, Corey. I know he, he referenced himself as stable Abel, didn't he? And yep. I reckon he's a bit more unstable Abel than stable. Not coming to elite, elite tonight? What do you think about that? Well, just reckon the instability in his life and in his name, Corey, has just caused that. <laughs> We'll bring up a lead tonight before we, we wrap up here because, uh, look, the the wheels have fallen off the wagon a little bit. There's still a couple that are laying around, but not too many. But here is one, and these big jetters. Uh, Flynn is a worry and big mummy turning back time, which is pissing me off. What option do I have as I have Flynn R2? I could downgrade Butters to McCurry and Flynn up to Grundy. What does he have, Butters? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Butters got injured like fucking 18 weeks ago. <laughs> 
Nah, Corey, uh, <laughs> it fucking shits me, right? It shits me, right? Because this bloke, he's fucking dead set stupid. Is he not? <laughs> you don't need to have seen the smosis 10 weeks ago. And eight, it, honestly, no, no, it realistically, wasn't it like fucking two weeks ago? This guy's fucking lost it. He's fucking pissing himself. He's fucking holding. <laughs> Mate, were you going to hold butters for the fucking 10 weeks he was injured? This cunt, honestly, Corey, he's honestly, in, inside his fucking skull, he's got actually got more brains than his fucking default picture here of fucking Johnny Bravo, cunt. Fucking Johnny Bravo is some fucking fictional fuck who literally doesn't have a brain, and you've just proved that you're fucking stupider than him, you fucking dumb piece of shit. Fuck butters off, you fucking dumb cunt. Look forward to seeing you Saturday night, Jettas. Is he fucking stupid or what, Corey? Did <laughs> How can he? How can he ride in and be like, "Oh, could I fucking hey, oh, oh boys, oh, can I downgrade butters? Can I, should I, should I fucking downgrade butters? Why the fuck didn't you get a premium in for him when he was first fucking injured? You reckon hold, hold butters? Well, uh, well, Corey, you might need a fucking loophole options. So I reckon it's a fucking great choice to hold. Corey. Fuck oh, me, dead. I'm crying. But he's actually so. Then he's asking. So hold on. Now he's actually asking. So I just want to get this straight. I want to clear the air here, Corey. He's like, all right. So I held Butters, right, Corey? Because this is me being jealous. Oh, yeah, hey, Corey, mate. Yeah, I held, I held Butters because I thought he was 10-week injury. I thought Port was lying. I thought he'd be back in about, you know, two to three days, right? Um, but look, turns out I might have been wrong about that. Um, should I just, like, straight trade him now to Grundy? Like, would that be a good idea? Like, Jettis, you actually have to write that because you got this fucked up shit happening in your ruck two position. Of course you should get Grundy, but fair dinkum, if you fucking, if you even have to ask that question, I mean, there's just some, I'm, I've got concerns that you'd even follow the advice because you're fucking still got butters in your team, you fucking dead set flop. Oh man, my face hurts so much. How fucking dark can this cunt be? Honestly, but butters, the bloke just asked, could I downgrade butters to McCreary? No, you'd fucking upgrade to McCreary because at least McCreary's playing, you fucking stupid fuck. <sighs> fuck, he's dumb, this cunt. If he rocks up Saturday, dead set. What I, I wrote in the chat to him today, I'll go, fucking, <laughs> if I see this Saturday, I promise I'm going to make him cry. Dead set, Corey. He's fuck. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill I'm going to kill him on Saturday now. I'm going to make him cry. I'm just going to fucking end him. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you Saturday, Jettis. Uh, one of your favourites, Bombs, a photo. Uh, oh, oh, these ones. Here we go. What do I do in the back line? If Clark not named, who to go for so I can avoid a donut? Thanks, Bon, Forza, and Corey. Froffy41, how are you, my friend? Um, Jones. Fuck, this is interesting. Well, you look, he's got 157 in the bank. Um, what can this point Can do? that get him to that little out of Adelaide bloke? Nah, you're not buying fucking Lockie Scholl, bro. Bro, that guy's a gun. You know, I, I know that, but you're not because you'd be buying Lockie Scholl as a uh, premium. So who's this guy missing yeah, his defensive? Like, price, who's so. the next best defender he doesn't have? Probably like Mills. Yeah, I don't. You know, I can't do that. But can he move? Because oh, we can't see his forward bench. Could he move someone like Sam Berry? Because I reckon Sam Berry's about to get rested. You know, could, could Sam Berry down to even Finlay McRae? I actually don't hate the idea of Finlay McRae this week as yeah. well, because I think we're guaranteed to get him next week. Sam Berry to Finlay McRae could almost pocket him 90 grand. So if he put 240 on top of Jordan Clark, could he buy his last premium defender? Grab and that like could a... potentially then just finish his defense, yeah, obviously. Luke Ryan had a good one on the weekend. What else has he got? Yeah, Mills, obviously going to go down, but still. Got Laird? He's already got Laird, hasn't he? I was just asking because I'm just sort of just oh. flicking through um, you know, what defenders kind of might be options. Yeah. 
Uh, but Mills is 520 Houston. <laughs> Corey, after I declared Houston. How was that? 40, 40, 40 on the weekend. <laughs> I was not, in, was not impressed with that Both went 72, so we didn't look too good. Yeah, no, we didn't. But, um, not too many weeks we do, to be honest. But Yeah. But look, you know, by who you think it might be a top six defender, I'd, I'd encourage you to to kind of do that, I reckon. Like, the good thing yeah, is, Ryan, he, is you'll know early. You'll know early because, well, how? Oh, yeah, because Geelong have the Geelong. Friday night game. You'll know Thursday night. So, no, Geelong, have, the, no, Geelong have Saturday, Saturday morning. So, oh, yeah, yeah. you're out of the so games no like Friday Doggies night. and GWS, which is a Friday. There's no Thursdays. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. These blocks got no rookie defenders. Where's Chappie? Where's, um, where's Cox? A, a yeah. lot of people don't have Cox. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Chappy, little yeah. surprising. But to be fair, I mean, the bloke has Jones, which he obviously brought in early. I just wonder whether he could have brought in Chapman instead of Jones early. Anyway, doesn't matter. Here's what it is. You've got to deal with what's in front of you now. But, um, oh, but yeah, that's what I'll be doing. still tears like, streaming down my face. Like, I'm actually <laughs> just struggling here. Cool. I mean, how... <sighs> How fucking stupid can that cunt be, honestly? Wetwasher, good day, boys. Hope the podcast is still going after the Bucks tonight. Who to trade in now? Oliver versus Neil? Uh, I think Oliver, Oliver this week, yeah. Is it too early to trade out Goulden and or Warner? Yes. yes. I have Grundy R1, Flynn R2, and oh, fuck, this guy's in for a world of pain. And mm-hmm. Tracy R3. If Flynn not named, should I trade both Goulden and Warner from McCreary and Gorn? Or continue with getting Neil and Oliver and hope Tracy covers. I think I'd be going gone. Although I just said you can't trade him out. I think you have to. That covers some significant shit that he needs to desperately fix up. That good. And I assume he does it via fucking Tracy off from Ruck 3 via a bit of DPP there. And Gorn is like, you know, you don't buy. How many Gorns do you buy, Corey? You don't buy one? Two. You buy two Gorns, don't you? Fucking. Look, look, I'll. I will say that after, you know, round one, we're all on uh, cloud nine and you're a little bit afraid about the grunty thing. It's worked so well for you. I would not want to know and I'd hate to know how you feel with Washer after fucking not starting Gorn. I was on the um, I was on the opposite end last year when I fucking started Naismith, remember? Yeah. And I'm on, done the opposite. I felt like I learnt my lesson. And I just went to the set and forget the rocks, didn't I? Fuck, this is, a, this is an interesting question, this one. I'm going to bring up some stats before I fucking run it off for you. But like, this isn't the worst shout. And I reckon you shouted this <coughs> last year, to be honest, too. Um, and it's Herb. And he's gone, thoughts on Shy Bolton? No, Will he no. be a top six to eight forward priced at 421 with a break even of 27? So these are his scores. So it's Shy Bolton, 421. Uh, his last... What, two have been 110, 110. He scored a 29 before that, 88 and 85. Yeah. And was the 29 injury affected, Corey? I've got no idea. No, no, no. It wasn't. And that's why you cannot possibly select him. I mean, albeit, I mean, you know, I remember you asked me last week, you know, uh, about form players and this kind of stuff. Yep. This isn't a guy that, you know, is just, you know, 22 games, uber consistent. This is a guy whose natural flair... Um, in his game will mean we potentially never, ever pick him because he's going to have ups and downs, ups and downs. And whilst I appreciate he's a bargain at the moment, and potentially without that 129, he's probably in the top eight, nine averaging forwards at the minute, but the reality is is you can't take out the 29 because he was you would have fielded him that week if you had him the whole time. So do you – what would you need to see for him to be a, you know – Oh, fuck, Corey, you'd have to get through, like, right through, like, past his buy at the moment without sort of dropping, you know, 
you know, another score under 85, I would have thought. And then you'd be like, oh, and you might have shouted that ages ago. Then I'd consider it and pretend like I said it was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> As I did with Marshall. Remember that one? Always. Um, for those of us who hold near... Oh, sorry, this is a big bummer. For those of us who hold near, how many weeks of 120 scores before we can be see you next Tuesday about it? Oh, fucking... Um, I reckon one more, to be honest. Like, he's... I think he's, like, one more game away. Because I think it's scary when you don't have Lockie Neal, is it not? I mean, I don't know, because I... Oh, I yeah, definitely. But I reckon you'd be feeling uncomfortable if you're walking into a head-to-head matchup this week and Neal's on the opposing team. Because if he comes out now and is just, like, bang 120 and he's got 157 the week before, and, like I said, that second half of the game before, that was fucking, like, old-school Lockie Neal. Fuck, yeah, you'd, I reckon it's one week away. But it's also one week away from being like, fuck, I'm not going to get tempted virtually by this guy all year. So it's the decision that'll make or break. Uh, Puggy wants to know, if the Swans rest rookies this week, who will they rest and why? Ah, fuck off. They're not resting anyone. Or they rest. Oh, Paddy L. Fucking thoughts on side bottom. Nah, Paddy L. Yeah, good good guy. Smart guy. Put another little shit emoji on it as well. Oh, and fucking Yort. Well, gee, Corey, if you're siding on the same side as Yort, then then Yort got, got some problems. Witty again, uh, who I think we already fixed his team, but he's like, good day again, boys. Campbell and Berry from Recurry slash Neil Oliver or Warner and Fulton from Recurry slash Neil Oliver. I don't think it matters at, at all, Whitwasher, because I think we sorted your trade already. Yes, but in the next scenario, I think Campbell and Berry are a smarter trade than Warner and Fulton because you'll still retain Warner on field. Because if you did the second one, you'd retain Campbell on field. The guard wants to know we should be thinking about our buy structures. Jesus Christ. I reckon you get this question almost weekly. It's probably from the guard. I don't I don't like this question, Corey. You want to have a look at our balls? Let's, for the first time, you have a look at our balls. Oh, oh, fuck me dead, Corey. Jesus Christ. I've got six, eight, nine. Uh, sorry, six, eight. Oh, yeah, plus nine, 17, 23. I've got 23, 24, 25, 26. 26 players in week one, Corey. Yep. <laughs> I've got uh, six, nine, 11, 17 in week two. And uh, three, ooh, gee, Gorn Grundy have the same buy. Jay Flynn better be playing that week. Um, three, nine, one, sorry, it's just a lot of numbers here, 13, um, the one 16. Thing about, the one thing about that last buy, though, too, is we always, like, and you say 16 there, yeah, at minimum that's, you know, probably 19 or 18 or 17 with your correctional trade. Yeah. We always look at grabbing players who've got the next two buys out of that round one one. Hundred percent, and that's all counting. And that's assuming at the moment with the millions of rookies we got. I mean, we're counting all those guys in there as well. Like the reality is, is that I'm counting at the moment. Jordan Clark's not going to last that long. Nick Cox's not going to last that long. Fucking those little dog fuckers, McNeil and Scott aren't going to last that long. You know what I mean? Like half these guys aren't going to be around. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and the last question was Abel again. I've Hickey and Clark upgrade to mid primo or Grundy or hold a week for observation. Can, can Flynn can cover Hickey if named? I think you move it. I think you get Grundy. Mm. Yeah, the problem is so 
I think Grundy is the correct decision, and it's the correct decision for this reason. If Flynn plays and you don't get Grundy because you like your mid-primo plus Flynn, probably going to be better points this week, which obviously correct. But what happens the week after if Flynn isn't named? Do you have then the capacity via two trades to go someone out to get Grundy in? Like you probably, because that's a big upgrade there. So you may not have that capacity. So just fix it now. And then it's a headache that you don't ever have to fucking worry about for the rest of the year. And if you can do it with Flynn on your pine, then it's a much better situation, in my opinion. Yeah, I just think you need Grundy. Yeah, because it, but it also avoids the fucking, it avoids the week to week. It avoids, yeah. fuck, I've got to wait now. For, you know, what if Flynn's a lady and what if Flynn's a laid out? Is Flynn going to get named? It's a constant, it's been a constant thing now for two, three weeks. Um, and you don't want that headache. You want to be able to continue to upgrade your team rather than doing these little fucking patchy things that you have to do because you just don't have Gordon Grundy sitting there. Agree. Uh, Elite's night this week should be good. Saturday night. No, it should be honestly. It should be a great night, Corey. Yeah, will definitely be. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm just hoping that um that you know with my syndesmosis injury that it, you you know because um Jed is there, Corey. I actually might be a no show now because um I might get traded out because I'm out for ten weeks. Oh, fuck it, kind of stupid, honestly, Corey. Uh, vice captain and captain this week, Wops. Well. If Heimel's not named or if fucking uh, Clark's not named uh, and all the Ridley owners, Ridley's got the second last game of the week. So that's obviously a guaranteed one. So I'm excited, but, you know, I'm going to play a straight bat. It's just going to be a simple VC on McRae and then I'll run that into Maxi Gorn. What about uh, what about Gorn into Grundy? Or is it just too risky that you don't know if... Oh, no, well, Ridley's out for Ridley owners. What about Gorn into Grundy? Yeah, but do I want to go into Grundy? Well, Essendon don't have a Ruckman, isn't Nick yeah, Cox playing in the Ruckman? And Peter yeah, Wright? That's my theory behind it all. Oh, well, Corey, you're very, you're a very intelligent man. I believe that's what I'll be doing now, Corey. Please, please Max, Max <laughs> going into the Grundy. I'm just going to set up my team that way. Yeah, which yeah. is, you know, half the reason as to why I was kind of having a look. But I don't have the luxury of uh, owning riddles. So I'm probably going to have to go McRae into Gorn. McCrane to Gorn is, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a bloody good thing. Um, last three against Essendon, Brady Grundy, 151, 134, 157. Oof. So, yeah, I'm feeling comfortable about that now as a Ridley owner. Yeah. Good little double for, dabble for Anzac Day medal, but I just think feel like that he has to do so much more to win it. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Okay. Scotty Pendlebury always. Uh, Side bottom, Corey. 164 yeah. Sipcoach points. Hasn't, doesn't Scotty Pendle rewind the most Anzac Day medals? Ever? What's he on? Yeah. Three, four? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, they got to they got to cap that at some point, don't they? <laughs> no more for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trades this week. <laughs> what the fuck was that? No more for you. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Um, oh, trades this week. So I'm fucking off Sam Berry. Um, because, you know, he's going to get rested and shit. And to be honest, I'm just sick of that fucking role he's got. And so it's him to Lockie Jones, which means I can swing Jordan Clark into my midfield, which um, which is nice because I wouldn't mind having potential loophole player there in the future. Um, and then with the bit of money I've got in the bank and the bit of money I make from that, this may surprise um, the listeners, Corey, but I'm actually looking at Tex Walker out this week. You're going to hurt a lot of feelings, Mobs. I am going to hurt a lot of feelings. But his break-even's 95, and uh, just that little report of the calf injury, and then there was a slight, there was a slight flare-up of that calf during the game as well on the weekend, if uh, if people aren't aware. 
And um, you know what? He's 490K. I bought him at, what, sub 300, didn't I? So he's made 190 to 200,000 already. He's a tick. He's done his job. He's made me 200 grand. And if he's made me 200 grand and all I need to do is say, oh, hey there, Mr. Brisket man. He's 100 grand. Go switch yourself to old mate fucking Clayton Oliver. I'll be doing that every day of the week. So Tex Walker to Clayton Oliver, and I don't even have to do a downgrade because I've got that money sitting in the bank, but I will do the downgrade. But isn't, isn't that a smart move, the well, Texan to Clayton Oliver? I think it's a very smart move. We spoke about it before. Imagine starting this year and saying that, that was going to cost you 100 grand. Like it's cost, it's cost me two trades because think about it. To get Walker in, I did that sort of sideways, yep. right? So I did that trade. Because I did Phillips to Walker, which saved me a hundred grand. Yep. So think about it. And now the hundred grand I saved, I've just put it back on top of Walker to get Clayton Oliver. So two trades, and I've turned fucking you know a dud player into fucking Clayton Oliver. So I reckon it's good. I reckon yeah. it's good move. Uh, before Dangerfield was out for me, it was uh, Hickey and Phillips, and it was going to become Jones, Grundy, and I think about two hundred and ninety k or something like that. Um, and then, no, nah, it might have been a little bit less than that, actually, because I think when i done it with Dangerfield, it was Dangerfield and Hickey to Grundy and Jones, and that put uh, 490k in the chest, ready for probably a double up next week. Nice. Provo- yeah. Sorry, did you say that was with getting McRae this week? No, 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 it would be Dangerfield. So, Dangerfield and Hickey out, J- uh, Jones and Grundy in. I've already got McRae. I've got McRae and Oliver. As in Finlay McRae? Oh, no. No. No, because you said double upgrade next week, and I'm thinking, I reckon there's no chance well, you miss Finlay. Well, I'll be going one. Sorry, I'll be going one down, one up again, and just continuing. And then the week chance. after, you've got, yeah, continuing. <laughs> and, and the main thing that I kind of want to do as well, because I had a play with the double up, and I'm like, you can't miss Jones, but I also want to get ready for Ridley. Um, yep. Because at that bottom dollar, I'm fucking not missing that again. No. And you'd pay, you'd be paying five thirty, I reckon. Yeah, I cannot wait to be honest. Yeah, fucking, oh, fuck that one up. You don't understand how happy. Apologies to the Ridley family, but when I heard that he'd went off, <laughs> fuck, it was fuck the concussion rule. But you know what? It means <laughs> that like you're going to be getting him in three weeks because you have a week off. You have yep. two weeks of decline, and then he's ready to be picked up. So, sorry, that's four weeks. So you're going to have three weeks of games, and then the fourth week is when you bring him in. So you're looking at potentially round 10. You know, can I just have a look at when Essendon's buy is? I, I re- could, could not give a fuck. I was going to oh, say, no, well, if they had the first buy, would you bring him in at, you know, a week before his buy kind of thing? That's what I was going to float with you, but it's not an issue because his buy is not until round 13. Yeah, cool. No, beauty. Um, but no, no, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd probably take probably take an extra, you know, ten thousand off if you had the first buy, and you know, miss the price of ten twenty grand, whatever it's worth. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else to add? Certainly do not. See you Saturday night. Probably too much for my liking in the space of a week. What do you mean? I thought we were mates. Had to talk to you. Got to see you. Could oh. have even been an extra one if I was in any state to rock up to a fucking game of indoor on Monday night. I was, well, I was going to say, to be, I reckon, to be fair, Corey, I mean, well, probably only seen you for the, you know, 40 minutes, I reckon, on Saturday night. It was... Uh, Aye, they were 40 good minutes. Just, just, just fucking phenomenal, yeah. I would have thought, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend, absolutely loved it. On behalf of myself, Bombs, Fuck Brett, and the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Peace out, community, and thank you for listening.